You're listening to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Conversations with creatives during the quarantine. Hey folks, welcome to the first episode of Stir Crazy. My name is Steve Jenkins and I'm a musician living in Los Angeles. Right now, we're living through an unprecedented world event with COVID-19 affecting life as we know it and forcing everything to a grinding halt. All kinds of people are out of work, and like many industries, the future of my business is unknown. It just seems like less than 30 days ago, myself and every musician I know was out playing gigs, touring, doing sessions, and being out in the world. And now clubs are closed, festivals postponed, and tours are either canceled or put on hold. We're all facing a future that we totally did not prepare for. So I decided it would be interesting and selfishly somewhat cathartic to reach out and talk to some of my favorite musicians in the world. That's where I got the idea for this podcast. I really hope it provides some comfort or at the very least a feeling of solidarity that we're all just trying to hang on, stay safe, and figure this shit out as it unfolds. Due to the desire to keep things safe and observe the rules of quarantine and socially distance, all of these interviews have been done over Skype and I did my best to make the audio as decent as I could. It gets lo-fi in some places, but mostly I tried to clean it up. And because this is an ever-evolving situation, I'm going to post each interview in the order that they were recorded. My guest this week is Matt Rubano. Matt's a kick-ass bass player who's played with all kinds of folks, ranging from Lauren Hill, DJ Logic, Chrissy Hine, the All-American Rejects. He was a member of Taken Back Sunday from 2003 until 2010, and he's now in Tom DeLonge's band Angels and Airwaves. But more importantly, I've known Matt since we both were attending Berkeley College of Music. We met in 1995, and we've been great friends for about 25 years at this point. The conversation starts with Matt and I talking about what was happening right before all of this stuff unfolded. All right, well, let's let's start here then, man. So the last time I saw you was probably the last time I did something that was like socially what I would consider to be normal, which was your surprise birthday party. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was weird. That was the last time I was in a group of people. Yeah, for sure. And you and I spent whole day together, unknowingly. Uh, we got coffee in the afternoon and chilled out. And then uh, I went and did a, a little session with Isaac. And then uh, we, you know, he kind of led me back to the to the crib. Uh, my girlfriend had, you know, very lovingly and generously planned a huge surprise party. She doesn't really know, you know, she knows you guys have hung and met her, but she doesn't know who my close friends are in L.A. So she really had to do some detective work and, and you know, she had to really be paying attention. She was telling me, like, anytime I heard you mention somebody in the weeks leading up into to the party, I would, like, go to their Instagram and see if, like, you guys seemed close. And she had really cultivated a nice <laughs> little thing. But, yeah, man, it, it's funny because that was the last that even, you know, at that point, people were already like, that was March 8th or 9th, I think the 9th. And yeah. um, and it was like, at that point, people were already talking about it. And the real, you know, conspiracy folks or whatever were like already talking about it a few weeks before that being like, yo, it's time to get some groceries and maybe a, you know, freaking whatever else you might need to like feel safe. Uh, but yeah, that night I remember, you know, it, it's really interesting because other than the overwhelming, like you know, love and joy and gratitude of like walking into a a, a surprise party, 
like really about five minutes after that saying hi to everybody um i was like oh man this is really amazing that this many people even showed up because people are already talking about keeping to themselves but yeah i talked to a good number of of people from that night and uh you know, my friend Allison Becker was there and she said she texted me the other day being like, your party was the last time I saw another human being that wasn't my boyfriend. Wow. And I think for a lot of people it, <laughs> that were there that night, it was. Uh, and, you know, we st- you know, it's trippy, man. You, you obviously haven't been in the crib, but like we still have the balloons up. You know, and we still uh-huh. have like Serena made this like happy birthday sign out of balloons, and like we still have it. It's still up. We have. Is like, it still left, inflated? Still inflated. Still good. Still taped to the that, wall. And it's not that sad post birthday party like semi deflated. It's still like. No. Oh man, right on. Well, there's there's hope then. You know. Yeah. Who's that artist that makes that shiny metallic looking stuff? What's that dude's name? Um. Oh, it's like total street art 101. I'm spacing on it. Cause? Yeah. That guy? Yeah, it's that. It totally looks like that. It's like shiny metallic blue balloons, and they're all still inflated, but uh, we decided we're going to leave it up as long as possible. Um, But yeah, man, it was trippy because, you know, you remember she also like had had rolled out one of those like grazing table spreads. Yes. And like, so it was (laughs) like, yeah, it was trippy because like, you know, she took our kitchen table and like covered it in plastic and then just had this Bacchanalian like donuts and and fruit and meats and cheeses and crackers and sweets and little chocolates and all this kind of vegetables everywhere in like a big flowing, you know, like table. And I, I could tell there was like a palpable sense in the room that was like, I'm not touching that. yeah i had a rehearsal man i hadn't eaten so i like went up there but i definitely kind of darted in when nobody else was there um you know and it was kind of like man you know i i everyone here is awesome but like i'm gonna wait till you're done and then i'm gonna go up and like i think i did have like you know i had like i had a little bit of everything man it was great but it was definitely i don't know i have to say man like maybe it's just a testament to folks we know but people were definitely cautious like i remember people were greeting each other with elbows and feet and uh yeah i I was like man you know that's why you gotta hang out with smart motherfuckers man because like when there's a fucking pandemic like you don't want someone to be all like you know like kind of like using discretion with that and it's weird because literally like the week before you know like on all the gigs handshakes photos in between each time I'd wash my hands and I'm like, man, this is bad. I think this kind yeah. of thing is not going to go on for much longer. And then, you know, literally the Wednesday, like two days after that birthday party, I was tracking some stuff and, you know, it was like with some cool people and, and we were having a good time, but it was also very, I don't know, man, like, you know, when there's like shit going on and you need to sort of like tune in to see what it is, but you also got to do the task at hand. So you're trying to enjoy that. But right. It's like, oh, man, there's there's like a hammer that's about to fall the minute I open up my phone and, you know, and then and then boom, we're in this we're in this quarantine period. So what what have you been doing? Like, how's how's it been for the past couple couple weeks? Um, It's been, you know, like I said earlier when we were talking, like I'm kind of divided on it because there's a p- 
part of me that loves this hermetic lifestyle of like stay home, wake up. Like I got a nice thing going right now where like I wake up and either I run or I work out and then I shed and work on whatever recording projects I have going on or I write. I've been digging into my bookshelf again, certainly hitting the Xbox one pretty hard and, and cooking like crazy. We've realized that we, you know, other than a, 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 a vague duty to like patronize our favorite restaurants, once the world resumes normalcy, with an asterisk after that, if it does, uh, you know, we kind of have realized like, oh, we eat so much better quality of food and like, and, and even like just, you know, we're we're pretty we're pretty nasty in the kitchen. Uh, that like we've been cooking three meals a day for two and a half weeks now, and like, I don't, I'm not, I'm chilling, dude. I, I like, I like living like this, you know. Um, <laughs> And, and then there's a part of me, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty social animal and I like to, you know, interact with people. And especially because I'm only about four or five months in L.A. at this point, I was still really trying to roll the snowball down the hill and it just yeah. sort of started happening. And then, you know, we all had our, our calendars eviscerated um, and it's time to be sort of smart and savvy and a little bit innovative about how we're going to all remain creators and, and players and stuff. So um, yeah, I, I think I think I, I'm I'm real happy to not you know I'm a I'm a deeply <laughs> lonely person, and um, when I am actually alone, I can be either really productive or like a version of like depressed where I kind of can't so well. And I'm really lucky and happy to be with somebody that I care about and have my dogs with me and like you know bunch of bases and all that but um yeah it's it's a try i i you know only because that's like the lens that i look at things through like i've been thinking about dwelling friends you included of course at, at the top of the list that's like damn the fortitude you need to like make it through this when you're the only one caring for yourself and doing the logistical shit like just groceries and whatever um you know I don't know if you feel this way, man. It's, it's trippy. We've all had our schedules cleared, and some days I'm like, wow, I didn't get to that thing I meant to do. And it's like, how? How did I not d destroy today's to-do list with nothing else to do? And a little bit of the answer is like I've been taking some 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 joy and pleasure in things that in, in the normal pace of life, they just don't make the cut. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been sort of staying on the up and up, man. I've definitely been talking to people nonstop and it's been great. And yeah, I talk to my family every day just about um, my family thinks I invented Zoom. <laughs> they straight up they're like, yeah. This Matthew, this is the most one I've got I had like relatives on FaceTime yesterday that haven't ever used FaceTime, I guess, or something. And yeah. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom connecting with friends and family in that way has become uh, really kind of important on the day to day. Yeah, I I also feel like part of this existence reminds. I mean, I think I only saw I Am Legend once, so I might get I might mix this with some other like dystopian 
uh, movie about like the future and zombies and shit. But like, I feel like kind of like when Will Smith is going for, I don't have a dog, but if I did have a dog, like he'd follow me or she'd follow yeah. me. And like, I'd like play golf off of the top of someone's car and hopefully not wake <laughs> up. <laughs> hopefully not hit some yeah. fucking zombies. Like that's about where yeah. I'm at, dude. And it's I'm like, picture you with like a gig bag full of drivers. <laughs> have like a have like a cigar hang out on one side of the mouth but i feel like that's the mentality i go on now and it's like all right i'm gonna go to trader joe's and let's see if i can find let's see if i can find some bread you know and then it's like how much karma how much bad karma would there be if i body check this person who seems relatively healthy to yeah yeah, but like you know we're not there yet so so it's just that first part where he's playing golf and you know like (laughs) (laughs) that whole thing yeah, I, I I totally I mean I feel that really when I go. So I've done um I've done two gigs in the last two weeks, the same gig. Um and they were uh they are church gigs that um Michael Day, our buddy Michael Day and Rod Castro, two of the heaviest guitar players in the freaking world. Um guys ripped yeah, asked me to do this church gig or sub on this church thing, and the ch- church doesn't have a congregation come. They just have the band and the the um, you know the religious folks and uh, like a crew. <laughs> and I, I don't know what to call it. I know what a rabbi is, and then I know like priest, the pastor, camp. clergyman, all that. But I don't know what you call anybody on the on the other side of it. It's I don't like know chess what games. Like you got a knight and you got a bishop. Yeah. And bishop you got- <laughs> yeah. But it's like a crew, uh, like a, a stage crew and, and camera crew, production crew, and they stream their service to their congregation on Facebook. And it's in my neighborhood. It's like a half a mile from where I live. And it's early as hell. And um, we do one service and we play the tunes and then uh, we bounce. And the first week that I did it was like a couple, like well, I think it was the 15th. And at that point... Things were, you know, things were bad and people were concerned. But the lockdown in L.A. hadn't or the, the, the shelter in place hadn't happened yet, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And um, on that gig, when I went in, people were like introducing themselves. And then one of the people like tried to hug me and I like had this inner conflict of like, I don't want to hug this person. And I did. And then other people were trying to shake my hand went for the pound and um i was kind of like oh what am i doing why am i letting like normal social grace pressures affect something where not everybody is really on the same page yet and it's not like i'm paranoid or like uh you know like like an excessive prepper but like i don't know i listen to what's going on around me i tried to find some decent facts and i made my own choice and it was like i'm not going to do this and then in the moment, I was like, oh, I don't I'm not prepared with like what I'm going to tell people or what I'm going to say. And uh, so I did, did the gig and then the the shelter in place announcement happened. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing any more stuff, I guess, for a while. And then they hit me up again this week and we're like, hey, do you want to do it again? And I was like, yeah, sure. But just to give you guys the word, like I'm going to probably be practicing a little more aggressive social distancing. So I'll be there for sound check and the songs. And otherwise I'm going to either be outside the building or like masked and gloved up and like keeping to myself. And, um, there was still this like 
kind of nobody really gave me a hard time, of course, but like there was still this vibe that if you were like looking to wipe your hands down and like looking to keep your distance and everyone was like, you know, like you said before, like tapping shoes to say hello, um, yeah. that like, I don't know, I, it, it's kind of crazy to me that with all the stuff that's been happening around the world and the countries that have had a jump on it, both in either slowing it and flattening the places like Italy where they're like, it's still quite terrible and they've had uh, a really like, a, a really devastating number of deaths for something that like could have been slowed. Um that people are kind of still waffling on their opinion of what this is. And mm -hmm. the projections are so gnarly in the best case scenario. You know, I'm I'm honestly surprised. I I'll bet you that, that that spring break douche, that drunk sunburn moron talking about, I don't care if I get corona. I'll bet you he's had death threats, you know. I'll bet you he's had some, some wild, he's had a wild last two weeks. And I'll also bet you that if he hasn't gone on his own socials by at this point and become a good boy apologizing and whatnot, that that's coming because like being like being a proud dumbass while it works in the White House, it doesn't work on like everyday people quite so much. You can't be that person who's like going out right now because like you're a link in the chain that can really, you know, fuck other people up. But um so uh, yeah i did the gig again i was masked up and gloved up and then we did the thing and i left and yeah there's this sense all right well i am out of the house right now so i might as well get some produce and see if i can find toilet paper or hand sanitizer right and um <laughs> and i did because it was like sunday morning and then i was like oh it doesn't matter what day it is anymore <laughs> i was like oh it's sunday everyone will be no nah, it doesn't matter and then like i hit a bunch of stores and uh got a bunch of stuff quick and easy and like one of the, both two of the places i went were only admitting like i went to this one grocery store in echo park that was only letting four people in at a time and granted it's a really tiny store but they were being really strict about it which is great i went to like um a, a smoke shop to get some papers and stuff and that dude was only letting two people in at a time and he had a mask and gloves on and i asked him I was like, oh, is this considered an essential business? Like, how later? How, how long are you going to stay open? And he looked me dead in the eyes, and he was like, I'll stay open until the cops come and shut us down. And I was like, all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard Taco Zone was actually taking online orders, and you could go pick them up. Is that still happening? Did you look into that? I don't know. That would be great. But I, I have – today was the day where I heard from, like, a couple of – friends in the area being like oh this spot is open and this is what they're gonna do and uh you know this is what like this is what Easty's easty boys is gonna do and this place is gonna open or this place is gonna deliver and like yeah i think everyone you know and that that's kind of an interesting thing right because like there's gonna be waves of you know on day two of everyone staying home everyone was like okay i'm gonna stream concerts and collaborate and this and that but like now the web just looks like that, you know, like everybody has kind of got the same three or four ideas and I'm not being, you know, you know, deprecating. Like, I think it's awesome. I think it's all the stuff. I also think it's strange. It's like, Hey, we could have been doing this all along, like this level of collaborating, but it, you know, we take our work situations for granted and that's our collaborative fill. And then we go home and do something else. But like, yeah, man, it's it's great that people are all like reaching out to each other and stuff. But like, it, it's also like I don't know. 
open your phone and look at Instagram right now. That top bar is like 45 people going live right now, all kind of doing similar stuff. So I think, you know, musicians and creatives are really going to have to, as if we already didn't have to be really, um, you know, innovate how we cobble together a lifestyle. Um, it just got, I mean, I'm not even being hyperbolic, man. It just got 10 times harder. I mean, we are, you and I are in like a, we've been at it for a long time. We're about almost, you know, 25, 30 years into, 25 years into the game of playing music somewhat professionally. And like, there are a load of people, the tier below us, who lost their service job and can't really do their art on the same level that maybe other people can. Mm-hmm. And how do you come back from that? Uh, you know, it's the, 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 the landscape of society might change a little bit in this case. And I know that sounds really crazy to say, but like the only reason I think people shy away from things like socialism or making statements like the world is changed now is because like change the, the size of the, 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 the like the magnitude of change is always directly proportional to the magnitude of fear surrounding it. So mm-hmm. like it's terrifying to think of putting a radically different kind of politician in office. But, you know, we can inch our way, you know, away from the edge of the cliff or we can like get on a fast horse and, and give it the whip, you know? Yeah. People are making stuff. I think on some level also just to stay, stay in motion, you know, cause I think, absolutely. I think on one level, I mean, for me personally, my, my situation has been a lot more diversified from like online teaching, remote sessions, sometimes doing some composition stuff and then playing and some touring. It hasn't really been just hundred percent touring for me. So I would imagine, you know, depending on what category of musician one is, if you're someone who's always gone, this has got to be a really jarring time, you know? And I also think with diversification, a lot of people, like the star player on the team of income is going to be playing live shows. So, I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of like, you know, I don't know that the reality is really set in yet. And I think the initial rush to come up with solutions i think that's healthy but i i think if people are really going to be honest with themselves and i'm i hope i'm not the first one to point this out i doubt it but it's like i don't think there's an infinite number of sources of people that are making records right now like i think people just want to make sure folks know that they're doing they're available to do stuff and if there's any way someone wants to use them that they know that they're available but i i think a lot of people are also trying to see what's going to settle and what what where the adjustment points are going to be and it's it's really strange because I've been thinking about this a lot like we have the economy that we exist in and uh, a lot of the reason why we can exist at all the way we exist is because people believe in the idea of going out to see something and right. the minute there's an existential threat which means you could go to that thing and your life might be at risk. I mean, we're always in danger, right? But like right. there's always there's always some measure of danger. 
I've definitely come home at night from gigs or like hanging out like on the 101 and some asshole feels like it's perfectly fine to go in a diagonal line across all the cars and not and it just <laughs> seems like they didn't think about it and like you know it's right. that's that's always terrifying so there's danger inherent in everything but if it's if you can't trust to walk into a room and not come out with something that's going to like kill you or potentially c- compromise your health for for even like a like a certain amount of time I mean that's that's when when a lot of stuff stops and i feel like there's so many of the old like and i'm saying old world like pre-march whatever date 2020 where it's like it's reliant on being in front of somebody you know yeah and and so you know it's it's we're in a it's a learning curve and it's also like a survival thing so I would imagine at some point it's going to level off. I I definitely am happy to see people doing stuff only because it means they're doing well and they're not sick. And I guess that's a weird way to be excited about people putting out stuff. But I just feel like we we I'm I'm concerned about people and I don't want anybody to like get ill because of this or or you know. I've already talked to a good full of people, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name anybody, but there's people that you and I both know. Uh, not out here so much as back east who have tested positive or have it um, and, and certainly have it, you know, not like, oh, I'm not feeling well, like they're they're out for the count, uh, not, not fatally, but, you know, like really dealing with it. And like it is somewhat, you know, it's hard to say because I don't want to be like, oh, I'm, I'm happy to hear from them that they're OK and that they've they're, they're coming around and that they're going to be fine because like I know there are people I also heard through you know social media about a friend who went to the hospital to get treated and sat in a waiting room next to a family that had lost two family members in the last week to it a grandfather and a um a grandfather and someone kind of like maybe in their 30s I, I don't know who it was but like holy shit is gnarly i mean this thing is happening you know and if you know the government sort of the the the, the, the way it's been handled continues for the time being, um, or if we wheel it back, which is the worst thing we could do, try to lighten it up and convince people this is getting better. Um, you know that second wave that everyone had, that that the the CDC and the WHO and and all of the smarty pants that have been going on talking on the Times podcast and on Joe Rogan or whatever um, all talk about the second wave of this where like the first wave no matter how big it gets we'll manage it It, we might not have a cure we might not have an antiviral but like we'll manage the first wave and then the second wave will make the first wave seem like it was barely noticeable and like I, I think that's the thing that I'm most scared of is that the way we operate in a capitalist society is so it's psychotic. I mean, it's really psychotic to think of business interests before the well-being of the population, but that shit goes down every day before all this. That shit goes down in the pharmaceutical industry, in the healthcare industry, in even like food distribution and the FDA. Like, war has been declared on the poor for decades now, and that is not going to change. So, like, it's kind of scary to think that, like, this time requires empathy, responsibility, and intelligence. And those haven't been really like american values in a long time or at least 
coming down from the top. That whole thing is, you know, it's a lot, man. But I definitely, I think that's the thing. It's like I constantly pull it back to make, not to minimize it, but just think about like what I can do in the meantime. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that's, that's the only way I've been able to sort of stay calm in all of it is like not, not focus so much on that, but just, you know, try to be, it's hard to, it's hard to be community minded when you can't really see the community or it's not really safe to go out and do that stuff. So we went on a run this morning and we saw maybe we went up to Legion park and we went a few days ago and it was crowded. It looked like a normal weekend day and we kept our distance and did our thing. We cut our run short. And then today we went, it was overcast. We went much earlier and we saw maybe four people, five people the whole time. And half of them started like clearing a path before we even got close. And the yeah. other half, there was like a sense that they were thrilled to see another person. And two of them were single people. I don't you know, know their status, but they were by themselves. And like they were lit up and they were like, hey, how you doing? I was like, hey, good. Ran by. But like. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's, it's like, and I was too a little, I was like, Oh, hello fellow earthling. Like, and, and I'm not really starved for attention. You know, I got three living things that (laughs) put them on the same level. My girlfriend would love to hear that. I've got three living things here with me. And I know what you meant. Uh, I know, I know you didn't mean that. You didn't mean that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, man, I've also, and I suggest this to everyone and anyone without sounding irresponsible is like, put your fucking phone down for a good part of the day every day. If you're not already practicing this because they know the media knows they, everybody knows that we are now, if we weren't ready addicted and and living screen life 20 now it's 24 7 i mean now we are and everyone be honest to yourselves much of your day right now is i fucking your phone your computer even your studio screen or netflix or the television or movies and that's a lot of time the news especially is like it's it's dude if you if you re if you clear your apple news screen every hour like it's the same headlines, just paraphrased with like a little bit of an advance story or some news item that negates the one that you read yesterday or that one was wrong or, or you know, or some like piddly dumb shit like Tom Brady negotiating his fucking contract like anyone cares. Like, yeah. no offense, LaFave, but like <laughs> that. Yes. Sorry, Tim. But, uh, you know, that it's I guess my point there is like news like that. That's totally fine and cool and normal entertainment news, society bullshit, all that feels really irrelevant right now. And that's a shame because those things are important parts of life. And right, right. now, I would, you know, like, oh, the, the Bond movie's not coming out. I don't give a fuck. And I love James Bond, you know, <laughs> like, but I also don't care. Um, and being said, you know, we're entertainers. Like, I, you know, I'm in the middle of working on a record with Angels and Airwaves right now. And we're trying to find the happy medium between, like, keep the ball rolling and, like, you know, what are we, you know, we what's the what are we doing when are we doing this what what, yeah. what are we doing this for can we all get in the same room um right so it, it's kind of a it's a really crazy time but i think you got to detach for a little mm-hmm. bit as long as you're signed up for like getting the mandatory like warnings about things that are happening in your community or your county or your state 
you're good. Because yeah. watching White House press conferences is going to rot your stomach and like, you know, piss you off. I think. Well, you saw what I said about it, right? It's like watching a combination of whose line is it anyway with the Saw movies. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, whose line? Yeah, I mean, dude, whose line is like a there. I have a funny relationship with that show because I, you know, I've done, I, I did about four or five years of performing yeah, and. And yeah. teaching at UCB at the Upright yeah. Brigade, which also seems like it's folding at the moment. Uh, I don't oh, know for man. sure, but you know what I kind of miss, and I never thought I'd ever say this: uh, the gig invite, the gig invites on Facebook. Yeah, from from even like far away, it's like yeah, I'm not anywhere near Wisconsin, but of course I'll come. You know, yeah, yeah, and just because um, you want to put an upvote, you want to like give that event a chance. So, like, let's say. And, and, and I'm just like, because this is something that's in the back of my mind all the time right now. Is like, let's say in 90 days, just for argument's sake, which I know is a very, very optimistic um, estimate. But let's say in 90 days, things look a little more normal. The, the, the curve has flattened and, and uh, businesses are opening and, um, you know, fall Coachella is going to happen and everyone's like, like okay. Uh, don't you think... Because of how severe this has been, and even for someone who decides to ignore it, like this has been a pretty severe event. There will be like an adjustment going back to normal because it's a little hard to forget that simply share a space with somebody and having them touch something could infect you with something that you know has all these potential different potential outcomes, like. Yeah. I think I think we've kind of I think people aren't really prepared for what we've done to the idea of congregating and socializing like um, with this. And this, to be really honest, man, like if you watch some shit like Contagion right now, like the first 20 minutes of that movie are just showing random people around the world living their life doing normal stuff like touching a water glass and then a doorknob and then their face and then this and that. And it's like this times 9 billion people, every living in varying degrees of like, you know, hygiene and safety is like pandemic is, you know, if pandemics are here and superstorms are here and a fucking reality TV star is in the white house, like, I don't know, man. We watched Idiocracy the other night, and it wasn't funny. I was like, "Oh shit! Oh no! This is <laughs> I mean, so real!" Like, yeah, you know, everything from like Pornhub is, you know, st- is breaking streaming records right now, and this and that, like, and and trash piling up to the sky, and all that. Like, I don't know. That movie only about half of it's funny now. The other half is like, "Oh my god, is Mike Judge like a fucking prophet?" Yeah, I feel like I want to rename that movie a better outcome than what we have. You know, <laughs> totally. It's only a hopeful future. Yeah, who, who knows, man? I mean, I I think the I think it's we'll know we're out of it when people can start taking hand sanitizer, toilet paper, um, maybe like just going to the grocery store and not not being able to find certain things. Um, for, you know, I think I think that's that's the thing. Like it, the smallest part, the 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 smallest bit of minutia in everyday life, 
or what everyday life was up until this point. I mean, it's hard to know like what parts are going to return and what parts are going to like forever change. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, including us, this is going to be the, 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 uh, generation generational defining moment, you know, like for, you know, in a lot of ways, it, I guess apparently it wasn't grunge music or hip hop, um, or at least yeah. not, not in like a, uh, in terms of the arts, you know, but just in terms of like, like life and stuff. I don't, I don't even really know. Like, it's such a hard thing to wrap one's head around. Well, like, because it's almost like Y2K, right? Y2K happened. And for the, if you remember, uh, that the, the amount of stress and buildup around Y2K and what was going to happen from like the nukes going off to like everyone's bank account gets erased. And then literally three minutes after the ball dropped on New Year's and everyone was like, oh, nothing? Cool. Yeah. And then nobody <laughs> thought about it ever the fuck again. Yeah. Were you worried about were you, were you worried about Y2K? I didn't have shit. Dude, I didn't have shit back then. I wasn't yeah. worried about any. I was living in my dad's guest room with like my base and I had been like really you know like I'd only done a couple of like sessions or records or gigs I didn't have a fucking thing I wasn't worried about I didn't have a computer I think I maybe had just gotten a pager or a cell phone yeah I wasn't worried only because like I don't know I, that was also peak 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 like behold the pale horse era right, for right. Me. I was like consuming conspiracy theory all the time because yeah. it goes so well with weed when you're like alone in your bedroom. Of course. I wasn't worried but, about that um, shit at all. Yeah. I wasn't scared at all, man. Cause my thing, I mean, and this is, this is definitely of this time period, but my thing was like, I'm not going to listen to anyone tell me about technology that can't program their VCR. And right. that seemed to be a lot of the people. So sure. I wasn't, I wasn't really worried about Y2K. Um, and it was definitely was trying to get, batteries and bottled water and nothing else and i was like what why right. why what did what is either of those things gonna do if there are nuclear weapons going off and the banking system gets deleted and like yeah. it also would have been a hilarious and i say this without any tongue-in-cheek like it would have been a hilarious end to mankind to have it just be like, we forgot to make the computers go higher than 2000. <laughs> like that's fucking <laughs> arguably the funniest way for a species that crawled out of the muck to, right. uh, to, to erect cities and airplanes to be like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's almost like some Mel Brooks shit, dude. Totally. You know? Like it's like, I mean, it, it, it is very funny to me that like, Somehow it just was, and just, you know, what's funny is watching people try to explain what Y2K was, you know, like just, you could yeah. tell people probably had to do a couple takes like, wait, what, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I guess I, I it just, it just hit, never turned into anything that was particularly, it was sort of like a nothing burger. I remember yeah. I had a I had a New Year's Eve gig that night and I remember having to go early and they had to check all the stuff. And, um, I remember it was sort of an eerie feeling. I was, I was living, uh, I was, I was living in the DC area, man. I remember driving to DC. It was kind of like, felt a little bit eerie, but it was also maybe I was in a similar mindset, like super, super weed and, and conspiracy theoried up and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just remember driving home and be like, Oh, this was, this was fine. You know? Right. Um, but that's what, uh, so, so we, this tangent, what went was 
for me to 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 sort of like draw the distinction between like I don't think this will be like that because it is so um so like it it really hits people in their in the core you can't see people you can't interact your freedom is limited and once that turns on if we do all pile into the street and get hella drunk and lick each other's faces uh that's that's <laughs> you know that's dumb we'll do the same sort of thing that's being done now is like we'll romanticize our relationships and friendships and and never take each other for granted and all this stuff but like really like society whatever society you're a part of in the world is gonna have some real big changes coming its way and just like everything else on earth that's really polarizing uh global warming all these all the super storms that happen all over the world now and uh all the effects of global warming like and the effects of pandemic all those things together like it's really just kind of it's it's a, it's a sad part of the human condition that those are things that you could have an in on because and then act accordingly a la our douchebag friends down at spring break this this past couple of weeks like this isn't something for people and i'm not a scientist or anything man but like this isn't something for you to decide for yourself how valid it is yeah. um I just I don't know the same sort of th- I feel the same way about global warming and I know not everyone does but like you you can you can you're gonna that argument's gonna be harder and harder to hold up when it's like 145 in the summertime and, and there's no water anywhere uh, I think this thing's really kind of crazy in that way that you know there are people that are sort of like rolling out all, all the normal flu statistics and polio and the black plague and here's how many people died during the aids epidemic why didn't we do anything about and the answer there's answers to all of those rhetorical shithead questions which is like well the government didn't care about the gay community because it was affecting people who don't own and run corporations and don't contribute money to campaigns and don't lobby for their way uh, you know I've, I've talked about this a lot lately but like the ceo opt out of the last year and a half or so of ceos from like a thousand gigantic corporations all retired in the last two months or three months or year leading up to this thing at an increasing rate as as corona got closer and sold including senators and like there are people who sold all of their stock and like are still kind of hanging on the hill and i feel like that's the ultimate evil man is like they're going to crash the market. They're going to get bailed out themselves. And like, you know, that's why that's why, like, when the one percent builds the arc and flies it to like Venus to start all over again, like yeah, Elysium. Yeah. Yeah. The aliens, whoever, whatever hostile entity they encounter, they will have most certainly deserved because, uh, you know, and that to, to bring us back to like the, the point of empathy and, and community and like missing those things like you know celebrities athletes and um ceos those that's their communities so so they don't really give a fuck because all those types of lifestyles have such high levels of autonomy and access to resources 
And, you know, whatever. They earned them. I'm not saying A-Rod doesn't deserve a ton of money. I'm not saying, you know, whatever. You guys all earned your thing, whatever. CEOs and billionaires, a little bit of a different story, uh, especially as it relates to the way it's folded into government. But I think, you know, there there isn't going to be, you know, they'll come up with the antiviral in however many years, and it'll still be expensive. You won't be able to just get it. All that shit about like it's gonna be free. Like, prove it to me. Show me. Mail it to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's just like a trippy time to see how the 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 structures that are put in place to help and take care of people are kind of charades and facades yeah. for something else. Yeah, I guess we'll find out, man. You know, it's it's gonna evolve and. You know, I know there's some good people that are trying to work for the for the disenfranchised and the people that don't have. Um, no doubt. Yeah. Well, okay. We talked about this before, but is there any any book or record or movie you might recommend during this quarantine period? Because uh, I'm trying to do this just to lighten it at the end of the episode. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I've still been, you know, looking at you know new releases and when when some you know the weekend put out a new record i checked that out a bit but uh there there's things that have been like giving me a little bit of peace of mind and stuff like that and then musically i find that lately i've been either like you know i I stay on a pretty consistent tear of like trying to find new stuff that i haven't heard before um that's why i have music platforms like playlists based on algorithms of like oh here's what you like here's the thing you don't know about um, but I've also been really kind of leaning into some ambient relax relaxo music like uh, William Bazinski and um, this artist whose name I'm going to butcher super bad. Um, I think it's Chihei Hatekayama, which is like kind of really ambient, just chill music. Um, and like, you know, then just throwing on a love supreme and being like, oh, yeah, I, you know. There, there's that always helps. That, yeah, I mean, there there are things that, like, in this moment, take on a little bit of a different, um, like, a different tone or have a different weight or gravity to them. And, and I've been watching a bunch of movies ranging from, like, things that I guess are sort of, like, topical, you know, like I mentioned Contagion before and Outbreak and, you know, even stuff like 28 Days Later and Idiocracy, all, all this sort of dystopian future stuff. Um, that doesn't really relax me. That sort of sends me back into conspiracy mode. But uh, and I've been I've been playing a lot, man. I mean, it's not it's really nice right now to like stay up until 3 a.m. like recording or writing or even just shedding or just improvising on my own. Um, and because there's really no reason for it right now, you know, I'm not thinking like, oh, let me polish up my chops for the next for whenever I get to gig again. I mean. That's sort of in there somewhere, but in such a muted way that it's like there's a real Zen quality to doing all the things everyone's doing right now, both like we said before, to remain sane or to sustain yourself or ideal. And and I say this, you know, ideally meaning in an idealistic way, like just because like it feels really good to just play for no reason um, at the moment because probably because it is such a distraction. Um, I've been going back into reading a lot of Krishnamurti stuff. Uh, 
yeah, you know, all, all those kinds of things. A combination of give me the new thing and give me the relaxing thing and then, like, give me the familiar thing that puts me in my happy place. And then, yeah. you know, like I said, break it up with a little Xbox and some cooking. And uh, it's a really interesting kind of life at the moment. Yeah. Well, we're lucky to have music, man. Yeah. Um, but in any case, man, thanks for doing this. You're the first one. My pleasure. All right, people, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Check back every week for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. If you want to learn more about me, go to www.stevejenkinsbase.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, at Steve Jenkins on Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at SJBasePlayer. Thanks so much. Be safe and wash your hands.